everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Full Marks, a wrestling podcast by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. My name's Craig Hardy and as always joining me over Skype, Broken Bones. This week it's Rey Mysterio, that's a surprise. Yay, what's going on? Are you here to finally accept my challenge, Rey Mysterio? No, I am here to say that Craig Hardy, you are so strong that I cannot beat you. Oh, is there any children I can put my head up against? I think it's the result we all saw coming. Aye, aye, aye. And then he melted. The end. Yeah, that wasn't Ray Mysterio. I thought. I think. I'm pretty sure, Chris. I'm pretty sure it was. It was a drunk guy I just paid to say broken bones, and then just and then, agree with whatever you said. And then you shivved him. Yeah, he's dead now. <laughs> I paid for him. I mean, technically, I bought him, right? Yeah. Anyway, I'm Chris Slate. Woo! Woo! How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, man. Good, 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 good. We've got quite a bit to talk about this week, because we're going into Raw 1001 and various other shows. So, um, shall we jump straight into it, unless you've got any more drunk guys you want to off? Uh, Not yet. Okay. We'll see as the show progresses, eh? Yep. Jake the Snake, Scott Hall, they might all turn up. Boo. (laughs) <laughs> right, so let's go into Raw. Um, they started out um, in biz- bizarre fashion, in my opinion, uh, referencing the fact that they had a pyro glitch earlier on in the day, and that's why the event wasn't full yet. Um, yeah, I read about it on Twitter, so mm. as we'll learn, it gave them something to repeat over and over and over again, so, you know. Yeah, it's kind of weird that they... If you're going to focus on, like, one thing over and over again on Raw, why, why focus on that? It wasn't even, like, spectacular. If, like, the whole fucking stage was on fire, yeah. I'd think, I think, like, god damn, this is worth mentioning. But since it was just, like, there's a one-foot-by-one-foot one fire up on a scaffold that was easily put out. Well, Craig, as you must be well aware, we, you know, they don't have time for, uh, say, Zack Ryder. They've got videos ah. to show of fire. Hot, hot, hot. Exactly. We'll get into that. But yeah. yeah. Clearly the, f- the fire's got more hate than Zack Ryder. Huh? 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 You're not funny and nobody likes you. Uh-huh. That's a shame. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah, Michael Cole welcomes us to a thousandth episode of Raw and CM Punk comes out to a surprisingly positive reception since they were definitely trying to turn him heel. Yeah, there was still some boos, like more boos than would be normal, but... Yeah, but as as always, it's all those little kids that are fucking things up. Yeah. Still, I thought that segment was really good. It showed a lot of promise at first, when he came out and sat on the uh, commentary table. Yeah. That I mean, nice. I, I think what, what, what made that was that it was awkward. Usually yeah. when, when wrestlers address the commentary team, they do it from the ring. But they, they don't. They don't do it like they just go and sit in his face and just look at him. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's what I was. Uh, I've been saying like CM Punk. He, he is a very good heel. That's the thing about him. <laughs> yeah, definitely a better heel than a face. Yes. Um, snrub. Snrub. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way Snrub thinks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought that was kind of cool. I like sort of Punk's reasoning was like you know everyone's. Sort of looking over me, I'm the I'm the champion, blah blah blah. It kind of looked like it was going what you sort of cryptically hinted at last time, and then kind of petered out throughout the show. Yeah, which was disappointing. That because as soon as uh, 
old Big Slow's music hit. I was hoping... My thought was Big Show would come out and go, you know what, Punk? I agree with you. Yeah, everyone sucks. You're the man. And then Punk would go, fuck you, Big Show. (laughs) Kick kick him in the nuts and just be like, I'm not with anyone. I don't like you. I don't like Cena. I don't like Triple H. I don't like anyone. (laughs) And then he goes and hugs Colt Cabana. Yeah, I like him, though. I love you, Colt Cabana. Now, 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 now. (laughs) Uh, then they knock each other off, and <laughs> that's the end of professional wrestling. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was kind of hoping that's the way they'd go down. What did Show actually say? I've kind of forgotten. He just kind of was... came out and was like, "You're not gonna be champion. I'm gonna be champion." And everyone went, "Oh wow, I didn't see that one coming." Oh yeah, like generic. Um, yeah, generic bad guy. Didn't he? Doesn't he like address the crowd now or something and say like, "Yeah, yeah, shut up" or whatever? Yeah, something he, like that. He does that a few times. <laughs> To bring the promo to a close, John Cena comes out, starts fighting with the big show while CM Punk just stands and looks unimpressed. Um, Yeah, that seemed to be the gist of that, that he was like, I'm not impressed. I think the problem was that from that point on, it again felt more like a storyline. As opposed to what they did last, or what he did last year, which felt real, this fell into the, oh, it's a storyline. We know yeah. what's going on. It's still real to me, damn it! Yeah, that's kind of true. I mean, there's, there's no sort of... Uh, what's, the, what's the term I'm looking for? Is it grandeur, maybe? Um, yeah. a- around it. No no, no mystique, you know? No um, no X factor that makes it like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, as of yet... Well, anyway, we'll get to conclusions, but yeah, carry on. Yeah. Um, after all, they, they had a little tussle... AJ comes out and she's... Oh, she's got her surname back. That's interesting. Yes, she has. Well, I guess I want to make her sound more official. Mm. Um, little suit. Yeah, little suit. Uh, I, I, I thought it would have been nice if she started a converse on, but fair enough. Uh, yeah. She announces that Show versus Cena with the winner facing CM Punk at SummerSlam will be the main event. And doesn't Punk just basically blow it off? Like, well, I don't care. Well, I guess... He wouldn't mind in character because it's like he wanted to. He's like the champion should be the main event, and if the main event is to decide who's going to fight the champion, then I guess the champion kind of is still the main event. So yeah, well there you go. Yeah. Um. Then we had Santino Marella versus Alberto Del Rio uh, in another match, just to make the U.S. title seem absolutely fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that don't why give him the belt? It doesn't make a single bit of difference to his character that he has the belt. No, not, not at all. they're obviously still going to use him. Yeah, but... that's what I mean. He'd be doing exactly the same thing, with or without it. He's rarely, he's defended it like twice. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, oh, the, the, the whole character rubs me wrong. You know, there, there's so many, I mean, you mentioned Zack Ryder a minute ago. There's mm. so many guys that are of a good quality, a good standard, that could be in that spot. Oh, totally. And Kids then there's love him. Zack Ryder, that's a fact. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you know, the argument could be made, playing devil's advocate. Kids love Santino. He brings an element of comedy to it. But Zack Ryder brings an element of comedy that the kids can probably enjoy, as well as, you know, older people as well. And you know what gets me? They WWE obviously want to sell merchandise. Santino has, I think, a T-shirt and the Cobra. Zack Ryder yeah. has come up with so much merchandise that they can yeah. sell and that kids buy 
that it's like give this guy a push he's got gloves necklace fake hair like two headbands he's had like three t-shirts already yeah everything Zack Ryder literally has everything so I mean again there's a merchandise guy you could sell as well buy all the Zack Ryder merchandise on wweshop.com exactly I mean I'm kind of hoping what they're gonna do is take the belt off of Santino and give it to Claudio Castagnoli Oh, sorry, and Antonio Cesaro. That seems to be the way it's going. From SmackDown, they had a little match, didn't they? And yeah. he beat uh, him, so hopefully they'll give it to... Yeah, just give it to someone that actually needs a push. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what that belt should be for. That's why people like Ziegler had it in the past, to see how they'd go with a strap. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, that, that'd be a good thing. And then maybe Antonio Cesaro versus Zack Ryder. Because, let's face it, Ziegler's not exactly going down the ranks now to be the US champion. No, no, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But it's the whole thing of Ziegler and Ryder at Mania they keep going on about. The more the way it is at the moment, I just keep thinking, well, that's not going to happen, is it? Well, no, I mean, they're, they're pushing... Ziegler's Zieg- probably going to be at Mania, but... Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what the future holds for Zack Ryder. It looked very bright about six months ago, and yeah. then just, you know, goes up and down, up and down, depending on how they feel on the night, it would seem. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, Del Rio, after winning the match, says he's not going to compete in a match unless it's a world heavyweight title match. So oh, he said... Fair enough. Yeah, uh, who cares? Do, do, do. Oh, yeah, Brodus Clay's in the ring dancing, and then Vicky comes out and starts dancing. And then finally, finally, someone decent turns up. I knew you'd be so... I I literally was saying uh, to my girlfriend that I knew you'd literally just be going, Yes! (laughs) Yes! 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 Damien Sandow comes out and kicks the shit out of him. Yeah, (laughs) even I was happy. Well, like, at the initial setup, it was like, obviously Vicky Guerrero interrupted Brodus Clay, but I was like, why is Brodus Clay here? Yeah. Is he here for a match? Because they haven't announced one. He's just come out and he's dancing. Then Vicky <laughs> came out and I was like, oh, good. Well, some something different. And then mm. she was dancing for quite a long time. And then as soon as his music hit, I was like, oh, awesome. He's going to come out and proclaim this to be the stupidest thing ever. Yeah, it was It was kind of a weird use of Vicky. Um, just like, hey, give her some screen time. Just, just, just do that. Um, well, I think she's just one, and like one of those people that one of the rare people in the WWE who I would put her up with Cole and CM Punk in terms of when they're a bad guy, they don't care. Yeah, <laughs> they're just, that's they're just true. like I will look like a complete idiot. I will look like the most horrible person in the world. I don't care. I just anything to be the uh, to actually give the heel sort of heat. Yeah. She's quite good for that. She's all, she's always one of those people that's like, I'll look like a complete moron. I don't care. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. Um, here's something I wanted to bring up as a discussion point. Just a small mm. one, but but one nonetheless. The character of Damien Sandow. Yes. You could just take him and put him where Alberto Del Rio is. And then take Alberto Del Rio and get rid of him. We should take Del Rio! Somewhere else. Yeah, you could. It's it's uh I mean the I think the problem with Alberto Del Rio is they keep telling me that he's more aggressive than ever, but it doesn't seem any different. I don't I'm not getting yeah. what's changed. He just doesn't I, have a car. I remember reading a while back, um 
people, uh, you know, you get all these backstage sources um, say that Barbecue. You know, pe- mm, they, they wanted um, him to come back from injury or whatever he had, like, and be a more aggressive character. Mm. They kept using the term more aggressive, more aggressive. And then I did note sort of after that that Cole started saying, oh, he's a new, this is a new Alberto Del Rio. This is a more aggressive Alberto Del Rio. And as you say, it's it's really kind of fallen flat. And other than the being rich angle, I think that Damien Sandow does that character much better. Yeah, I would say so. so. Yeah, I mean, to me, Sandow is, I'm glad they're giving him a push at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, As it was he is big, uh, worth it. It was big for Sandow to be featured in the DX promo. It was. So that was pretty cool. Um, he's a guy I'd like. I'd like to see go a lot further. Yeah, I think he could definitely be the new the new breed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyway, after that, uh, Daniel Bryan goes into AJ's office, and <laughs> one of my favourite moments of the night. He opens the door, and you can see the cameraman and the lighting man. <laughs> Yeah, you can clearly tell it's not an office. The stress of my modern office has caused me to go into a depression. Who thought of that idea? That's stupid. Uh, Maybe she just doesn't actually get an office. (laughs) Maybe she just needs a really good reading light. Dwight, you ignorant slut. Oh, dear. Um, They play up the whole, you know, mental assistants or whatever they're called. The guys in the white coats. Isn't that yeah, what I said? Yeah. Exactly. You were you were very right there, Chris. So that was cool. Um, I'm glad they did bring it up again because it, it kind of fell a bit flat for me last week just because it was never mentioned. Yeah, it and would have been now, odd now, if they didn't mention it. Yeah, and now it's mentioned. It actually makes sense. Um, they do a nice little back and forth. Daniel Bryan's really getting into his character now. I absolutely love yeah. him. Um, he gets put in a match against Sheamus. That's a Sheamus. It's a shame. It was a really yeah. good match, actually. But yeah, we'll get to that. I think we're pretty much there now, actually. Um, yeah, they were asked. They asked the fans. This is something. They asked the fans via Twitter whether it should be a no holds barred, falls count anywhere, or a street fight. Now, is it just me, or are all three of those a different way of just saying a no disqualification match? Essentially, except if you say street fight, then it's just sort of a combination of the first two with yeah. weapons. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure that a no-holds-barred match is using weapons. And falls count anyway. You can definitely use weapons. Ah, well, there you go. Done. So, that was... Uh, which match do you guys want? This one, this one, or this one? By the way, they're all the same. So, uh, tough choice. Yeah. Uh, but then the match actually gets started after we come back from break. Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus in a really good match. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. That was another yeah. demonstration of how they both work really well. Yeah, pay-per-view quality, and I think the stiffness of Danielson brings out something in the Seamus character. It does, because he's definitely a guy that is clearly not adverse to working stiff. Like, he can, he he doesn't, he's one of those people that doesn't have to, Mm. so when he's, which I think is why he's constantly pushed and put so far, is like, he doesn't have to destroy people, but when he's Mm. put up against someone like Daniel Bryan, who's going to, just punch him in the face. It's like he yeah. can handle that and dish that out. One of my uh, highlights from the match, um, I think Dan- Danielson kicked him off the stage. Yeah. And uh, Seamus' his ankle slams against the floor and he just shouts, Fuck! Seamus kicked off the stage onto that concrete. Oh, did he? I didn't hear that. Yeah, really loud. <laughs> I rewound it a couple of times because I found it so funny. Um, 
So yeah, that was a really a really solid match. Sheamus it wins. Uh, it makes Sheamus look really good. Uh, this, this was now getting into probably what was my favourite part of Raw because now you have Daniel Bryan laying in the ring going, I'm not getting out of the ring. Yeah. I've hurt my neck. I need a doctor. I'm not leaving. Yeah, that was because it, it came back from like advert and then cut to a video promo, didn't it? So there was just yeah. like 30 seconds of him doing that, yeah, which but... was just really like, huh? And then what was my favourite moment of the night comes up after Oh, this, yes. When yes. R-Truth and Kofi Kingston come down with a uh, little Jimmy. Yep. Oh, shit, that was really funny. That was so um, good. When Daniel Bryan decides to kick little Jimmy out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, picks him up and just kicks him out of the ring. You're you talking can... to an imaginary <laughs> child. There's no one there. You could tell I'm at home just completely marking out thinking it's hilarious. I like that R-Truth accepts it as well and like reacts <laughs> like he has just picked up a child and Kicked like it out the ring. hunted it out of the ring. <laughs> like, oh god, what have you done? He's dead. Oh, <laughs> I, th- I wondered if that's how they were going to kill off the little Jimmy character, but clearly they're not. <laughs> I don't think they could kill him because I think it would be a bit <laughs> like... Just he- killed a child. Daniel Bryan, I know it's an imaginary child, but... Did we really have to have Daniel Bryan punt him out of the ring to his death? <laughs> it reminds me of, um, have you ever seen the OMG top 50 oh my god moments of the WWE? I actually haven't. Is that actually good then? It's average. Yeah. Um, but featured on it, um, I think in the time when both of us sort of wavered a bit on the WWE. Mm. Uh, do you remember Gene Snitsky? I know the name, but I don't know anything about him, unfortunately. There was a, an angle, I think, where he knocked Kane over with a chair or some shit, and he fell on Lita, and Lita was supposed to be pregnant, and that made her lose her baby or something. Oh, I remember that. I remember, like, because there were a few things that I remember hearing about through the time. Like, I remember when they blew that limo up with Vince in it, but yeah. I just remember it. I remember it just being reported, because I wasn't watching it. I just remember it online it being reported, Vince McMahon's dead. And I remember being <laughs> like, oh, God, that... Oh, that's really bad. Vince is dead. And then you look into it and go, Oh, it was a it was a storyline where Vince was dead. Uh, oh, well, that's... Yeah. And yeah, I remember hearing about that as well and being like, What are they doing? That's well, that's not a wrestling storyline. The the weird twist on it, I don't know if you, you know about this. Um he kept saying like it's not my fault, it's not my fault, and that kind of became his catchphrase. And oh, I think yeah. it was in a, an episode of SmackDown when he came out and it looked like he was cradling a baby. And he sort of, he showed it to Lita, like, do you want to hold the baby? No, it's my baby, and I'll do what I want with it. And then he just, like, touched down, punts oh, it out of the ring. I've seen that clip. I saw <laughs> it, I've seen it on YouTube. It was in a collection of WWE moments, which may well have been that OMG thing, actually, but I don't know. But It's, it's yeah, just funny as fuck. That was really good. Just absolutely punts it. And some guy in the crowd, like, catches it. <laughs> Yeah, and he's the guy in the crowd's like, yeah! I was kind of hoping that one of the guys in the crowd would pretend to catch little Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I got snapping him. his neck run off with him he's mine <laughs> it's a, like imaginary child abductor sending him ransom notes every week <laughs> uh, yeah that was great and then AJ gets Daniel Bryan taken away by the men in white coats yeah yeah which again led to more segments that were awesome yeah yeah but we'll get to them uh, Vince McMahon He's going to be on SmackDown to announce the new general manager. 
Yeah, after I guess just not bothering on last week's Raw uh, SmackDown, they're just like, nah, just don't mention it. I guess nobody's in charge. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Um, then we had Kofi Kingston. Little Jimmy's okay, everybody, just so everyone's aware. Little Jimmy gets escorted to her to ringside by our truth, who's a shit. And um, <laughs> I don't know why I had to throw that in, but I did. Uh, Kofi why Kingston not? versus Titus O'Neil of the primetime players. Billions, billions, yeah! I was pretty pleased because, again, good people. Yep, and then AW might have fucked the whole thing. Titus O'Neil is like Kobe Bryant at a hotel in Colorado. He's unstoppable. Well, the thing was because he made the reference that uh, Titus O'Neil is unstoppable like Kobe Bryant in a, where was it, Colorado? Colorado hotel room. Which I didn't quite know what it meant, but I'd read online that everyone was upset about it. So I looked up Kobe Bryant, Colorado Hotel, and it turned out Kobe Bryant in 2003 was accused and then later acquitted of rape yeah. <laughs> at hotel staff. So he's essentially saying, hey, you see Titus O'Neil? He's unstoppable, like a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He's trying um, to have sex with you, and you don't want him to, but he's going to do it anyway. That's Kofi. what he's like. Kofi Kingston. The thing is, it's it's a reference that I don't think anyone's going to think is good. No. What prompted him to say it? I have no idea. Other than, like, you know, you got to say something that gets you over as a bad guy. I know. Oh, here's an idea. Well, it's reflected really badly on the WWE. I've read a lot of, like columns like a lot of news sources have picked up on this and i think it was a cnn one where they were talking about how this is totally ridiculous they're like this sport is scripted why would they tell him to say this yeah so it's like even if they didn't which i can't see that they would but it's like it's now reflected on them because everyone's like well it's scripted why would you say that why would you write that for him to say yeah i mean it completely defies any logic that that he got away with that and it seems like it's not massively going to affect their push but yeah. we'll we'll see well it's, like i say it's just such an odd statement especially considering it's a public figure who was acquitted as well so yeah i think he i think he's settled out of court so it it's kind of like saying like i did it but i don't want it to tarnish my character <laughs> who knows we're saying allegedly on that i'm not yeah. uh, gonna <laughs> put my name to anything like that like aw but um <laughs> yeah it's just even even if it was true, it's still not a good reference to make against any wrestler. No, 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 definitely not. He's like a uh, rapist, everyone. He's like a rapist. You can't <laughs> stop him having sex with you, even if you don't want him to. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, coming out of that, there was that little backstage segment with Cena and Punk, which was kind of nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that was. Yeah, that worked. It was a bit... Well, cause just because I was hoping that wasn't what I was hoping CM Punk would be saying to him, but yeah, I know yeah, that it ended on true. a little sort of like, yeah, but you suck, bye, sort of thing. But but it was still sort of like, I love you, I love you so much, and I, I would never <laughs> upset you, and I love you. Man, CM Punk sounds weird. But I don't love you. <laughs> <laughs> bye. <laughs> See ya. Uh, then Heath Slater got decimated by Randy Orton. 
I this is the thing. Every week I like Keith Slater, and they they put him up against Orton this week, which is again kind of makes sense because you know Randy Orton was the legend killer. So, you know, you've put him up against a guy who's been killed by legends. <laughs> well, true. I mean, I, I'm kind of sad to see Randy Orton back. It's it's no uh, no surprise. I don't like Randy Orton very much. He's a symbol of the era of WWE that I think was worst. Now, to me, I respect Randy Orton as a wrestler. In the ring, I think he's quite good. The more and more I watch him, he's very fast. He doesn't tend to mess anything up. He's got a pretty impressive looking move set. Mm. But it's just the fact that he seems to have no personality whatsoever. Like, I don't know what... I have no... I, I forget what his voice sounds like. And then he'll do a promo, like, once every two months. I'll be like, oh, yeah, that, that's Randy Orton. Yeah, he's the sort of guy that I don't see why he's in that position. I've also heard that he's an absolutely massive bastard. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, like, like everybody from like wrestlers to backstage staff all say he's a horrible person. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's... that's always nice. So fuck you, yeah. Randy Orton. Yeah, well, well, you're just putting that out there. Yeah, I'm just putting that out there. Now my feud with Rey Mysterio is over because I, 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 I uh, pertain that is not a drunk man. That was Rey Mysterio. And now that's over, I'm calling you out, Randy Orton. They've got to have some main event for WrestleMania 29 with me in it. Good point. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> again, as we know, this is these are the views of Dr. Craig Hardy. And, uh, yeah, that that's it. Uh, he wants to fight you, Randy Orton. I don't. I'm, I'm fine. But uh, Craig <laughs> are you does. Not, are you not going to have my back? <laughs> Uh, in a kind of Bobby the Brain kind of way where <laughs> oh, I'll come no. out to the ring with you but then I'll run away as soon as it seems like it's turned <laughs> I'd rather have some money than a skirt what a heartless individual you are you better at least hand me a chair oh yeah don't worry I'll try and cheat on as many occasions as possible but as soon as it seems like the guy's winning I'm off <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Right, anywho, um, let's get back to things. Daniel Bryan's first backstage segment with the Doctor. Yeah, that was good. It was funny. It was really cool. Uh, next up, we had the tag team match. Uh, Chris Jericho and Christian taking on The Miz and Dolph Ziggler in what I thought was a really solid tag team match. It was. It's one of those ones where my girlfriend watching it, I was like, I literally said, I was like, oh, so they definitely are going to make Chris Jericho a face. And she was like, oh, yeah, what? Why is he with Christian? Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> was yeah. like... it, it was kind of a, the sort of transition for Jericho where, hey, you're a bad guy. You go away for a couple of weeks because of suspension. Hey, you're a good guy with, <laughs> with no explanation. Yeah, which, you know, is fine. It's Chris Jericho. Mm. I guess he doesn't. he's having a problem with Ziggler and Ziggler's a bad guy. So, yeah, that'll yeah. do. So it looks like they'll be doing Chris Jericho versus Ziggler at SummerSlam, which I'd look forward to. Yeah. Um, I thought th the first thing I took from this match is that I was quite pleased because we had Sheamus versus Danielson and this both run a little longer than normal TV matches. So that they was the did. first upside I saw to the three hour Raw. Do you want to know the first downside I saw to the three hour Raw as we were entering this point? What's that? At the beginning of the show, we had announced that we would be seeing last week's segment of Triple H and... Stephanie McMahon and Brock Lesnar again. So that's announced like it's something we're going to look forward to. Not even no, on yeah. SmackDown, just on Raw. We saw the segment, I think we'd seen the fire segment at least twice by this point. Hot, hot, hot. 
We've yeah. already seen the Lesnar and Steph thing possibly twice because that was on three times. And then we kept seeing the beginning repeated over and over again. And then anything they could repeat over last, and last over again. Last week's rule. Yeah, just the whole thing. It's sort of like every time those bits would crop up, like I said, I would say to my girlfriend, well, no time for Zack Ryder. We've really got to show these fire videos. No time for these guys. Well, exactly. There's there's so many... I mean, it's... Didn't feel it's, like it's, it needed to be three hours, to me. Didn't feel hmm. like it needed a three-hour show. That would have fit in too, fine. No, exactly. I mean, it, it all ties back into my new weekly segment of uh, the segment in which Craig Hardy gets excited and then is disappointed by Dean Ambrose not turning up on Raw. Every bit is good as they say. Everything you've heard is true and more. I'm one in a million. I can't be hurt. I don't get tired. I never stop. Hi, I'm Dean Ambrose. Yeah, um, there's that. No time for him. We've got to no, fire video. No t- Exactly. We're going to talk about, we're going to hint to Charlie Sheen being at SummerSlam, show some fire, and also show you what happened an hour ago. Yeah, we, we, we've got no time for new talent. Look, look at this. We've got to watch the Triple H video for the third time. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that was weird. I think my fiance Laura brought up a good point that after a couple of weeks of this, you might see a little less of that because I think they're worried that people are still tuning in at nine instead of eight. Maybe, but that's kind of a it's a weak, it's weak. reasoning. Yeah, it's like, if that was their reason, I'd be like, why would you think that? Anyone who's going to be watching it will have been aware of the fact that he's going to three hours for ages because you've been going on about it. Oh, exactly. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. It, it is a downside. We should start downside. doing that. Just keep having clips from like last week's full like uh, full marks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just, I'll just. What we do is when we hit a point where we don't feel very funny, I'll just reuse some of the old jokes. Yeah. Do you remember last month on full marks when this happened? If Brock Lesnar's here and he doesn't want to come out here like a man, how about I just go back there and f- him? And then me and you just fine. This is hit a new low. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit! Right. Um. Blah 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 blah. Another one with uh, another segment backstage with Daniel Bryan. Was this the um, one that ended on the little goat face picture? I am not a goat face. I am not an oompa loompa. I'm not a troll. I'm not a Frodo. I'm not a homeless lumberjack. Yes, I think that so. That was quite good. Just that when he puts them down, it's a little goat being like. Whoo! Yeah, that was quite funny. Uh, and that, that's when he first started mentioning Charlie Sheen. Yeah, which, you know, again. But yeah. I, it added into the segment just because it was like, Char- the Doctor could be like, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of true. I don't know. It was kind of, I'm not looking forward to that at all. It's good exposure for Daniel Bryan, but... It is, but I just hope he's not wrestling Charlie Sheen. I hope he isn't. No. I can't see Charlie Sheen's going to be interesting at all. Well, well, we'll see how that plays out when the next backstage promo with him pops up. But next up, Chris, the match that I think everyone was looking forward to, Tensai versus Tyson Kidd. Yes! No time for the Divas, guys. No time for the Divas. Watch that fire video. We've got to have Tensai versus Tyson Kidd. Yeah, which uh, sucked. <laughs> yeah, it did. I mean, I was trying to defend... When they were bringing back Matt Bloom, who's Tensai... When they started bringing him back, I was trying to defend it. I was like, okay, no, he could be good. He's been good in Japan. He's a big guy. Obviously, he's learnt a lot. He's going to come back and be decent. And he's come back and just fell flat. Yeah, that's the thing. He's not bad, personally. As a wrestler, he's good. But 
as a character, Tensai really hasn't resonated with anyone. No, no, it just, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and I'm not massive on Tyson Kidd. Yeah, he's all right, but he, you know, I've seen a million guys that can do what he can do. So what can you do? Uh, he Tensai won originally, and then he started beating up Tyson Kidd. So Tyson Kidd got the decision reversed in like a really weird 80s throwback segment. Mm. Um, and he won by DQ. So then Tensai beat up his little Sakamoto. Why is everyone so fucking stupid? Oh, he beat up his sack of moto. Did you see yeah. that tout they got taken down? Oh, when he was... Uh, <laughs> I was going to put that into make, uh, making out. <laughs> <laughs> it's the weekly segment called Making Out. <laughs> no, Craig, I don't want to do this. Yeah, mwah, mwah, mwah. No. Digital kisses. Boo. Oh, shit. Yeah, I saw that. Do you want to just uh, elaborate on it for us? Well, it it wasn't that bad, but I can instantly see how it can be taken badly. It was, yeah. it, it was just Tensai in the car, and Sakamoto was driving him, and he was like, oh, man, don't let Japanese people drive. And then, like, or something like Japanese people drive badly, or something like that. And then he turns yeah. the camera to Sakamoto, hits him on the arms, like, open your eyes. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> Which, again, obviously, he didn't really intend that to be bad he figured like saying that japanese people are bad at driving one he's saying that sakamoto is bad at driving and two he's referencing the fact that he was in japan for quite a while yeah saying open your eyes it's just open your eyes i don't think he meant it in a way (laughs) to be bad but obviously some people will take that in that way and so it was potentially ill-advised but again i with that case i think it was just people getting offended that don't need to get offended. (laughs) Exactly. It it, it was a bit blown out of proportion. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's ten size, so who really cares? No. Why aren't more people encouraging? Like me. Um, Next, the final segment with Daniel Bryan and the Doctor, which ended with Kane coming in, saying he was his anger management therapist. So That was the only bit that didn't... I was like, wait, what? And then (laughs) Kane come in. Yeah, it's, it harkens to the fact that Charlie Sheen's in anger management. And it, I, I think what they're going to do is Charlie Sheen's going to be in Kane's corner if they do Kane versus Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we're all excited for that, right? That's a guy that definitely, you know, is still relevant. Right? Oh, Guys? yeah. Yeah. Everybody? Charlie Sheen winning. You remember that week? That week where people were interested in Charlie Sheen? Yeah, and he kept saying, you know, he's drinking tiger blood and a freaking bike mouse from Mars. Yeah, and then pulling his cock out and having sex with women. Yeah. What a guy. Maybe we should get him in for making out. <laughs> yeah, he could be involved in making out. Hey, Charlie Sheen, we're going to make out that you're interesting. <laughs> oh, You've been tricked. sick burn. <laughs> make you feel what you thought you was gonna make out with craig no wait what (laughs) oh son of a bitch Uh, anyway Uh, yeah so then we get to the main event of the night big show versus john cena which was shit i will admit that in the last 10 minutes i skipped it the only reason i even watched it is because cm punk was on commentary yeah, even that though, it got there was ten minutes left of the match, and I was just sort of like, "Yeah, this is going nowhere." So I <laughs> just skipped to the end to see what happened. 
Um, Punk lays everybody out, says there is no winner, and then AJ's like, and you're going to fight them both at SummerSlam. Yeah. I I like, though, that it seemed like the microphone wasn't meant to be on that loud at the end, because there was a bit where she was like, I'm the general manager, and he went, you're a bad general manager. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if you're the, you're a bad GM, you're crazy. I think it was meant to be like the silent shouty bit that just you, you see them shouting at each other. Yeah, that's true. You can hear it really well for some reason, and what they were saying was just brilliant. I just like the, you're a bad general manager. (laughs) (laughs) I think what what could have made it better is like, you know, obviously Punk can kind of fly off the handle vocally. Yeah. Like, it would have been really funny if they thought it was silent, and it's just going, you're a bitch! (laughs) Uh She just starts crying. She ends up having to apologize. Yeah. (laughs) throws her through the titantron it catches back on fire and everybody dies <laughs> everybody cheers the fire's back he must be yes! a new character <laughs> we're giving so, yeah, the fire all... more of a push than we are the divas division <laughs> yeah that's another good point man still no divas nope we got Aja, i guess but she's not wrestling yeah. there's, a D- there's a champion but who cares it's not like it matters right yeah, well, I mean, another little thing going around for um, marking out, Chris, uh, which I'm just going to intertwine throughout the show this week. It doesn't need to be at the end. Um, apparently, over the next week or so, they're going to bring back Kelly Kelly. <sighs> Silence says it all, doesn't it? Yep. So, yeah, Kelly Kelly's going to come back, and then that that will probably what bring the Divas back on TV. What are they going to do, though? They're going to be like, oh, Kelly Kelly's going to fight Layla for a championship. And then Kelly Kelly's got the championship back. Oh, no. But now look out. It's the The big show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's the Glamazon, and they're going to have a fight. But Kelly Kelly's won in the end by doing a handstand. Boo! Yeah, that's total balls. But, you know, hopefully they can pull something out of their ass for the Divas division because it's really sucky at the moment. It doesn't even exist. It wasn't even on the program. Two weeks in a row. There's no reason it should suck. There's good wrestlers there. Just put them on the program and let them wrestle. This is true. Bear. Boo. No. Exactly. Right. Should we move on, Chris? Well, we can either move forward or... Oh, no, shit. I think we're just going to move backwards. Uh, we should have done Raw last, really, as there were two shows that happened before Raw. What, SmackDown and Impact? Yeah. Should we do a quick well, roundup of SmackDown and Impact? Yeah, but quickly, I'm going to comment on Raw being that... Does it feel like, to you, that it's constantly feeling like, oh, any minute now... The thing's going to happen. The exciting thing. Whatever the thing is, it's going to happen. No, not that guy. Yeah, not not Ben Grimm. No, he's not going to happen. But the the thing, they're building to something. Oh, don't worry. It's going to happen at the Infasm episode of Raw. Oh, it didn't happen. I guess CM Punk turning heel was kind of exciting, but it really wasn't that exciting. Oh, something. They're going to carry on. They're going to do something in the Infasm one. No, they're not going to do it. Does it get? I, I, I get the worry that they're never going to do the thing that I've been waiting for, and it's just going to peter along like this for ages, and nothing interesting is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, when 
you said all about, you know, all punk could turn evil and form a faction, etc., etc. I got a bit more excited about it because I thought, man, that's something they really could do. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, good. it's something they could still do. They could, but I just don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the only thing that could hold the WWE back in terms of bringing in a faction is that TNA are trying to do this Aces and Eights. Yeah, but I mean, really... Most, like, probably 60% of a WWE's audience probably isn't even aware that TNA is doing Aces and Eights. Well, true. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm the sort of person that always thinks there should be a faction. That's why I like stuff like Dragon Gate, where there's, like, six. Factions are good, and I think, you know, uh, probably one of the most exciting storylines of late was Nexus. I mean, Yeah, kind that, that kind of worked. It kind of petered out, but it was exciting for a bit when they were literally beating up everyone, including Vince. Yeah, I thought, I, you know, that, that was a good angle. But, um, yeah, I see what you're saying, that it keeps like, going on building. Unbe- no, 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 oh, here know. comes something. Uh... I don't even know if they're putting that out. I don't know if it's just we're waiting. We're like, well, obviously they're going to do something soon, right? right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to get better than this. I think because for me, it's just that constant feeling of, like, it's getting boring. And, like, I... Uh, I still love wrestling, but Raw is just getting more and more like... It's becoming more of a chore sometimes. Like, I don't think I got round to watching Raw until Wednesday. Which, I mean, if you'd said to me just a year ago now, like, oh, yeah. you wouldn't even bother watching it. I would watch it in the morning. Like, I'd wake up, right, put Raw on. Yeah, exactly. But mm. now it's sort of like, uh, okay, let's watch this. And then you'll have good bits, but it never feels like it has the kick up the arse that it feels like it needs. This is true. I mean, you do also get the feeling now that you have to really sort of like, okay, I'm going to sit down. Let's get ready. Here we go. Three hours. Three whole hours. Every week. Especially when you're seeing that Triple H segment three times. Mm. I know they package the video differently each time, but it was still... And why announce that at the head of the show? We're going to see this. We already did last week. It wasn't on a pay-per-view. It was just on... I guess it's to, to still garner some attention for it, even though they haven't booked Lesnar. Because Lesnar only has a certain amount of dates. I get it, but don't just show that segment over and over again. I, yeah. I mean, make a reference to it like once or twice if you want. But, I don't know. It feels like they're going... It just feels like it's meandering. Like, there's nothing going on. They don't want to give anyone a push, but then they don't want to do anything drastic. So it's just kind of... Business as usual, caught a Peter along, and then we'll do something later with The Rock. Yeah, that's that. That's that's about it. The only person I can see that's kind of bucked that trend is Daniel Bryan. At the moment, yeah, his segments have been really good, and his character's been getting better and better. Um, I think, don't get me wrong, like, after we've just sat here and bashed Raw for about seven minutes, I enjoyed Raw. I enjoyed Sm- parts of it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed most of Raw, but I wouldn't go on record and be like, there's some bits from that that were definitely the highlights of the year. No. Uh, like I said, I enjoyed parts of it. There were parts that were good, but then there were parts that really felt like a slog, so I don't know. Mm. Well, we'll when see it... how Raw 1002 shapes up, shall we? Yeah, I guess. We'll see. Shall we now mosey back in time to either SmackDown or Impact? We can do, Yes. I don't know uh, if I even watched either of these, which, again, speaks volumes. Well, true. I mean, 
Impact was on a really good hot streak leading up to and around Austin Aries winning the world title. Yeah, um, I heard this week's was actually quite good. Yeah, it wasn't a bad show. Um, do you want me to run you through what happened? Yeah. Well, we start out with a little promo with Sting, uh, Austin Aries, Kurt Angle, and Bobby Roode and James Storm in the end of it, all sort of airing their grievances with uh, aces and eights. And then Bobby Roode came out and he was like, oh, I think it's James Storm that's behind it. And then James Storm came out and had a fight with him. I'm just going to fight you now. <laughs> yeah, I make that sound like it's like, hey, he just came and fought him. Uh, but I think like Storm obviously like pissed off that Rude was saying he was the leader. But then all night it's kind of teased like, are you the leader or not? Yeah. Probably not. It's probably going to be Jeff Jarrett. So that's a reason to start watching again, Chris. I can't wait to be alone with my baby tonight. Good point. As long as Karen Jarrett shows up, I'm in. The Tig Old Bitties. Tig old bitties. <laughs> Tig old bitties. Uh, then we had Gail Kim and Madison Rain taking on Hardcore Country, Mickey James and Tara. Hardcore Country! Oh, do you know I heard, uh, what's her face left? They'd let the pigeons loose. Velvet's going. Yeah, I heard she left. Yep, Velvet's gone, Angelina's uh. gone. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a sad day for the knockouts because most of their current knockouts kind of suck. I don't know. I didn't think. Uh, what's her face? And who you just said? Uh, I said four people. <laughs> the first one, Gail, Gail Kim. Kim. She seemed good. Yeah, I've always thought she's a bit overrated. Um, but yeah, she, I mean, she's watchable. They're all watchable. But I remember, like back in the days, of, like Awesome Kong, and well, just just the days of about five years ago. Yeah, four or five years ago, it was Even really that- strong, and it looked something to push. The thing is, though, when you compare it to the WWE Divas, it's, it's like some sort of Shangri-La in comparison. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they've, they literally, they get on TV and they've got two belts, so. They've got two belts. They've got storylines. That's the thing. Man. That was what always got me when I used to watch that. There was, it would feel like a different section of the show you would yeah. be in where it would be with Karen Jarrett was the leader of the, di- like the Divas, the knockouts. <laughs> And then you'd have all the storyline in between that. And it was like, wow, they actually have a storyline, not just, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Let's have a fight. Yeah. Uh, you were pleased to know, Chris, that um, Earl Hebner's wormed his way into a storyline. What? That traitor? Yeah. What's he done? I, I think about um, maybe last week, maybe a couple of weeks ago, Madison Rain revealed that she has a crush on Earl Hebner and she made out with him in the middle of the ring. Oh, I actually, I remember because I watched the week previous and they made reference to this. So, yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> That's just so fucked up. It's a bit weird, but uh, uh, still, yeah. to me, I don't know why, but in my mind, El Hebner is always going to be a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> anyone well, else can come and go from the WWE. Absolutely anyone. But to me, El Hebner, how dare you? <laughs> damn you, Hebner. Damn you straight to hell. Straight to hell. Anyway, I, uh, you know, it's probably the same reason a lot of people leave, which is just, I'm getting older. I don't want to work as much. Well, yeah. Um, what do we have next, Chris? Next up, we had, you know, the TNA gut check challenge? I'm aware of it, yes. Well, last week it was interrupted by Aces and Eights, so they did the rerun of it this time. And it was a man named Sam Shaw, who wasn't really that good at all, uh, taking on Doug Williams. Oh, the the English guy. Yeah. How's he doing? Is he bad guy still? 
uh, he's kind of just like used whenever they need him for any role they need him for. And this week it was just yeah. for an opponent. Ah, fair enough. Uh, Doug Williams picks up the win as they usually do in the gut check thing. Uh, Doug Doug put on a strong show and Sam Shaw was all right, but nothing I'd be like, holy shit. Um, one of the, the big highlights for me is they did a gut check a little while back with Joey Ryan. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you saw this, and uh, he got told no. Essentially, you can't have a contract. And since then, for pretty much every gut check they've had, he comes back in the crowd. Oh, really? And they're turning it into a storyline. Like he comes back, and like, he came back one week with a camera, and like Taz got out the ring and swiped it out of his hand, and sort of told him to piss off. Uh, and this week, he came back with some signs and was being vocal. And Al Snow went up to him, and then um, Joey Ryan punched Al Snow in the face. <laughs> And nice. that prompted Taz to say, oh, shit, on live television. Mike, hold on. Oh, shit. Oh, really? Yeah, which was quite funny. Oh, um, shit. Fuck. <laughs> fucking shit. Taz has just gone mental. That fucking little prick. I'm going to fucking kill it. You just hear his microphone being taken off. <laughs> fucking asshole, come here. <laughs> oh, I like Taz. Um, Anywho. <laughs> Uh, all night, essentially, different X Division wrestlers were pleading their case to Austin Aries to say that they deserved a title shot for tonight. And Austin Aries, um, I deserve a title shot tonight because I only have one leg. Um, <laughs> what was the name of the wrestler that only had one leg? I can't remember now. Uh, all I remember from that whole thing was Zach Gowan. Ah, there you go. Yeah, that's the guy. But all I remember is that he helped. He helped Mr. America. Yeah. And Vince hated him. And I remember the line that was stuck with me forever from JR on commentary. Oh, God, he's beating him with his own leg. <laughs> <laughs> Which was when his leg came off. And it yeah. was like revealed that he only had one leg. And then Vince just started beating him with the leg. <laughs> oh, you got to love Vince McMahon. <laughs> just... Hitting a man with his own prosthetic leg. <laughs> oh shit, yeah, that's good. Anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, they were doing these backstage bits, and um, just one of the things that popped into my mind that I took from it was when Sanjay Dutt was pleading his case. He said, "I'm going to become the X Division title." Six years I was in the X Division. I know the X Division better than all these guys put together. And the one thing that I should do in my time here was win that title. And you could say it's kind of destiny that I'm going to become the X Division title. <laughs> I'm going to become the X Division title. Yeah, he said something like, I've, I've never won the X Division title, and now I'm going to become the X Division title. <laughs> <laughs> he starts trying to wrap himself around someone's waist. <laughs> Look so at this guy, kind of... he's the champ. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjay's new role in TNA uh, but yeah next up Chris uh, the moment that I think everyone was waiting for the, they kept saying the debut of Chavo Guerrero oh yes yes ooh Chavo and he comes out in a suit oh yes so he's clearly not going to debut not in ring anyway well he's going to at least lie cheat and steal right well, at 41 years old, I think he's uh, he's got he's learnt a little bit from his life in uh, lying, cheating and stealing. And he seems to be more respectful. And he just comes out and starts hyping himself up and the Guerrero family and TNI. Uh, and then guess who comes to interrupt him? Uh, it's, Vicky Guerrero. No, it's, t- it's two people on the TNA roster. Uh, Gunner not- and Murphy. You were right with one of them. 
Oh, one of them's Gunner. Okay. Yep. Oh, and the other, uh, and the other is Kid Cash. Oh, okay. Gunner and Kid Cash. Yeah, that was a. Uh, why? You know, you want like some cash. You want a gun? Come to us. We're Gunner and Kid Cash. Boom, boom. The worst detective show ever. Yeah, they're not very good at detecting anything. No, especially detecting how they haven't got any hate from the crowd. Um, <laughs> oh! And I think Kid Cash said something to Chavo like, you know, are you coming out here and saying you're a wrestling legend? And Chavo comes back with, no, these people are saying I'm a wrestling legend. No one says you're a wrestling legend, Chavo Guerrero. Yeah, to be fair, I don't think people are saying that. But, you know... Um, Back, backstage, all, all night, they asked different wrestlers, like, are you excited to see Chavo Guerrero? <laughs> and Kurt Angle's response was, I've had some amazing matches with the late, great Eddie Guerrero. And his nephew, Chavo Guerrero, I've had some amazing matches with him as well. I've had some great matches with Eddie Guerrero. And some great matches with Chavo too. <laughs> it's like, why lead with that? <laughs> are you excited to see Chavo? Oh, man, Eddie was so good. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> It's, it's, it's sort of almost saying like Chavo you're the next best thing to a dead guy <laughs> yeah pretty much that kind of sucked for him uh, and they, it looks like they're going to be teaming Chavo Guerrero with Hernandez oh really? yeah I, I don't know where Anarchia and the other sluts have gone but um oh yeah those yeah, guys Me- Mexican America but he's a, oh, apparently, yeah. apparently Hernandez is a face now what was his thing he always said nada es imposible yeah that was it yeah he didn't he have that tattooed on his arms. Yeah, apparently the one thing this week that was a uh, impossible for Hernandez was getting in the ring uh, because he went to slide into the ring and like the camera cut and you just see him fall through the bottom rope. <laughs> like, like literally, like if if like someone picked me up, like the Big Show picked me up and threw me through the ropes. That's what it looked like. He kind of <laughs> just landed on his bum. <sighs> yeah, it was kind of weird. Um, then what happened? Blah, 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 loads of bullshit. AJ That's Styles good. took on James Storm in a uh, Bound for Glory match, which was pretty decent. Have they sorted out whose baby this is, or whatever it was the last nah, time I was th- watching it? This week, they only sort of had some promos alluding to that, and Claire was there at ringside, the lady who's supposed to be having AJ's baby. I was going to say, why did they know Claire? Because I, I got the whole thing, they're like, oh my god, he's having sex with Dixie Carter, and then it was like, no, they're helping this girl, and she's on drugs. And it's like, okay, wait, who's this girl? No, she's having a baby. And look at these photos. She's been having sex with AJ Styles. And it was like, wait, who is this? Where's she come from? Yeah, but she's a girl. Hey, uh. <laughs> That's literally it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing else for you other than she's a fucking terrible actress. She's not top, no. But you know. Oh wow, it's quite poor. Uh, then they had another gut check segment where they said they're going to sign Sam Shaw, which is quite hard to say. Uh, yeah, they're going to sign Sam Shaw. Yeah, it's not the simplest. <laughs> Simple Sam Shaw. Simple Sam Shaw is signed. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay, go on. <laughs> uh, then they had an X Division match where it was Zima Ion taking on Kenny King. I'm not massive on Zima Ion. I don't know why he's got the belt other than he broke some guy's neck. Yeah, you don't like that guy. I'm not bothered by him, but... Yeah, I don't know. He just, rub, just rub, rubs me a bit of the wrong way. Not like, like, oh, he's an effective bad guy. He just rubs me a bit like, oh, this guy looks a bit dangerous. Um, I like Kenny King. Uh, just Kenny come King, over, Kenny King. yeah. Just come over from Ring of Honor. Um, he's Kenny looking King, more. Kenny King. 
He's looking sort of better and more Kenny settled. Kenny King, Kenny King, Kenny King, oh Kenny King. I now don't like Kenny King anymore. Kenny King, Kenny King, Kenny King. Right, okay, carry on. Uh, yeah, he just he he looks more settled on a live TV environment now. Uh, and then for some reason at the end, Bobby Roode interfered and beat up Kenny King so Zimaran could win, essentially just to piss off Austin Aries, who they then came down and beat up Bobby Roode. Bobby pooed. Bobby pooed in my cereal. Oh. You're too late. Enjoy the poop. Uh, and then in the main event, we had Bully Ray taking on Kurt Angle, which was a really good match. Nice, nice. They're both uh, good, so I'm, I'm down with that. One of the weird things in this match that it shouldn't be weird, but because of the WWS policy on it has become weird. Uh, yeah. About a quarter of the way into the match, Bully Ray did a pile driver. Hmm, Okay. And even seeing it was, I, I was like, "Oh my god, it's a pile driver!" I remember like back yeah. when we were young, like all like sort of the old wrestlers did that, like it was nothing. But yeah, since I was say, Austin back in the got day, hurt, yeah, you know, it, well, it, just... it's it seems like it's too simple to break someone's neck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it was just weird to see it. Just just struck me as like, huh, there you go. But um, it was a solid match. Both of those guys are on hot streaks at the moment, in my opinion. Uh, Angle, you know, rebounding well from not making it out to the Olympics. And it ended with Aces and Eights coming in and beating everybody up. Blah, 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 blah. And then James Storm came out at the end and they all ran away from him. Like, sort of, you know, oh, is he their leader or not? What's going on? And that's how it ended. Oh, okay. So nothing's been revealed of these Aces and Eights just yet. They just no. seem to want to beat everyone up. They haven't. Re- yeah. Have they announced any intention or anything? Uh, no, no, they have not. Okay. okay. The only thing, the only thing they didn't do last week. I think it was last week, anyway. Or was it earlier? No, yeah, earlier on in this show, um, they beat up AJ Styles. I think. Yeah, uh, at the end of the match, they came out and attacked AJ Styles, and then they just left James Storm alone, and they all ran away. Ah, okay, I see. So, the one flaw with this storyline, because they, they did bring it up and they were like, someone's got to be letting these guys into the building. Yeah. But how the fuck do these like six guys dressed as like biker terrorists keep coming in? And like, how do they keep getting to ringside? Where's security? Why can't the crowd just come into the ring? Well, there was that. But then there was always that with the NWO. It was like, who keeps letting Scott Hall and Kevin Nash in? Yeah, but they were just two guys that would turn up and stand about and occasionally do something. True. But, well, the only but the... the only thing this is missing is a statement of intent so far to me. There needs to be some sort of like, we want or we're going to do or any something. <laughs> we want little Jimmy. If it was Jarrett, that could be interesting because it, it could be a whole I want my company back angle. Yeah, that would work. We'll, we'll see how that goes in the future. I, I'm still interested in TNA Impact's, you know, Still pretty good. This week's show was all right. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, it's still, it's interesting to note. I'd like to see a comparison between Monday Night Raw at three hours and Impact at like an hour and a half or however long it actually is without adverts and just stack up how much in-ring wrestling action there is. Yeah. Because Impact definitely gives you more actual wrestling for your buck. It feels like it, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's something for other smarks to talk about. I'm not really that bothered. Um, should we talk about SmackDown or should we leave it till next time? Because it seems like a bit of an afterthought after discussing Raw. Yeah, I'd leave it. Did anything even happen? Some smack was downed. Yeah, they downed some smack. That, that yeah. was it. 
You know what they should do? I don't know why this word popped into my head. I think it was a combination of SmackDown and Impact. But, like, on Raw, just to summarise what happened on SmackDown, they should do the weekly SmackBack. The weekly SmackBack? Yeah, the weekly SmackBack, where uh, in a minute, they just go through everything that happened. And that's it. That's all they need. This is the SmackBack Minute. for the weekly SmackBack Minute. And, like, you just get someone talking really fast. Every now and again, there's just a wrestler's name in there. Alright, well, fuck's back down for this week, because let's face it, it wasn't really that interesting. So we'll get back on that train next time. Um, Shall we get to the weekly segments, Chris? Yes! Okay. Um, we've kind of marked out all the way through the show. Well, I say marked yeah. out. We've done our segment called Marking Out throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I've already dropped in my uh, new weekly segment of Missing Dean Ambrose. And um, Making Out. And Making Out. But the only other thing I'd add to Marking Out instead of Making Out um, is that John Laurinaitis has actually left his post as Senior Vice President of Talent Relations. Good. Good. Oh, I saw something about this. Yeah. Who's in charge of that now? Uh, Triple H, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, I I think what's happened is he's kind of muscled him out of it. But John Laurinaitis kind of wants to stay with the company because his family's settled in Connecticut. Ah, okay. Or something like that. I heard he was like a producer or something now. Yeah, he's like a live... To be honest, I've heard that that's a pretty... From just hearing from JR talking about it, I've heard that's a pretty intensive job. Like, yeah. in terms of the amount of work you have to do. So, probably he was just like, I don't want to stop working here, but I could do with less responsibility. <laughs> That's true. I mean, at the live shows, they do still use him as a performer. Oh, do they? Yeah. I think up until about a week or so ago, he was in every live Raw show in some capacity. Oh. So, um, we'll see. I mean, I wouldn't put it past the WWE at this stage to just do a massive swerve and have him come back. Um, but, you know, if he actually has legitimately left that, left that post, then, you know, maybe we'll see him more on TV. Maybe that's why he's, you know, had to tone his career down in that respect. I don't know. It's not really that interesting. It just stood out to me like, oh, that's that's kind of Yeah, meh. yeah. Uh, otherwise, nothing that interesting. I just showed you, just before the mics went live, um, a appearance of The Undertaker at an FCW live event. Uh, oh, yeah. Looking quite old, but, you know, it was kind of cool to see him turn out and hang out with the fans and stuff like that. Um, They've actually finally acknowledged that him and Michelle McCall are actually together and having a child. Um, Yeah, so that's about it for uh, marking out, not making out. I keep going to say making out, damn it. Yeah, no, that's not what what we're doing. It's just what I've got on my mind. Um, Apparently so. How about we go for a superstar of the week this week, Chris? Uh, is there anyone you'd like to put forward from Raw? It's going to be bro Daniel Bryan. Yeah, you know what? I'd go with that too. Easily Daniel Bryan. Uh, he's, put, he's put on... His character's come on like over the past year, leaps and fucking bounds. Mm. And the current role he's in, he's kind of doing the... Remember, I think it was a week or so ago, we talked about funny Kurt Angle? Yes. He's kind of doing that. He's being the funny heel. Yes. And that's... Oh, I see where this is going. Um, yes. It, <laughs> yes. I enjoy... Yes. Uh, yes. It, yes. It, yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy. I really enjoyed all of his segments. I really enjoyed his match. 
Um, he did everything right. Yeah, yeah, he's doing really well. So he's our first ever returning champion. He is. I know, actually, it was here Man CM Punk held it together. Uh, I mean, Punk was perfectly fine this week. He was, but not as good as Daniel Bryan. Exactly. exactly. Da- Daniel Bryan kind of stole the show. Uh, let's just hope that they don't ruin his character with this involvement from Charlie Shane. Yeah, I can't see it's going to hinder him, to be honest. No, no. Hopefully it'll just it'll push him more because he'll be working in more of the media spotlight. Exactly. So that's kind of cool. Well done, Daniel Bryan, for being our first ever returning Superstar of the Week champion. Indeed. Um, and as we usually follow up Superstar of the Week, let's do so with File of the Week. Um, I would say the repeated videos over and over again on Raw. Yeah, repeated videos over and over again on Raw. I mean, we could even continue last week's fail of the week, which was the booking of the Divas division. Yeah, but I mean, that's just a given. That's a constant fail. No, that's true. The uh, repetitive videos. Yeah, but that stood out to me as annoying this week. The fact that they weren't pushing any new talent, but they were constantly showing me videos of the same thing over and over again. Yeah, especially when, like, when it came to the fire thing, which they must have shown, what, three, four times? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that, you know, that, that's, that's not, it's not even wasting time on someone I don't want to see. You know, like, sometimes I moan because it's like, oh, God, here's so-and-so, here's so-and-so. I don't want to see them. But at least that's trying to build a character. That was literally doing nothing other than yeah. saying, like, we're sorry, we haven't got the side screens working. No, no. Yeah, it's... It, uh... The only other thing I was going to put forward for fail of the week, uh, but I, I think I think the videos would pretty much clinch it, uh, would be the booking of the US title. Yeah, I mean that again. That's kind of a a constant. It's not even the US failure. title. It, it may as well just be a glittery belt round his waist. It, they don't even reference it. Yeah, I mean, it as we said earlier, it should be used to elevate talent from the level like say Damian Sandow's at now to the next level. Hmm. And it's not. It's just used poorly on yeah, it's, Santino. It's pointless. You might as well not have the belt by giving it to him. What's it doing? Yeah. No, exactly. It just sucks. So, yeah. I, mean, I think that's about... Really, we've done it in record time. I know we didn't discuss SmackDown, um, but it seemed pointless just to look back. We might as well look forward to the future and hope that they actually put out a decent show. Pray that it's good. Yeah, I mean... SmackDown was doing all right. There were a couple of episodes of SmackDown that were definitely better than Raw. Yeah, for a while. And uh, it's starting to falter a bit now. But, you know, I mean, I've got faith in them. They, they managed to put it together for at least a month of good shows, so I'm sure they could do it again. I hope so. I hope so. So we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, I think pretty much, Chris, in record time, we have discussed the week's events in pro wrestling. I know we haven't discussed... Uh, NXT or Ring of Honor or anything like that, but I know you weren't particularly enamoured with Ring of Honor. I wasn't with Ring of Honor. NXT I need to catch up on, actually. So, yeah, we will be next time. Okay, next... So, NEXT time, (laughs) we'll be discussing NXT. Woo! Yeah, I got the funny joke. Well done. I'm the braviest. Um, So, yeah, that's about it. Uh, As always, stay tuned after this and we'll give you all the contact details how you can get in touch with us if you want to. And, yeah, that's it for Full Marks this week. I've been Craig Hardy. 
I have been Crease Sleet. Yep. And also, don't forget, we had our guest star, Rain Mysterio, at the start. And we'll see you next time for episode seven. Broken bones. I Fuck. have broken bones. Fuck off, Rain Mysterio. Help me. My liver is punctured. Come here, you little bastard. Ah! Hello everyone, it's Craig here. As we forget to do this at the end of some shows, I'm just here to let you know the various ways that you can support, follow, and interact with Full Marks online. You can subscribe and leave comments and reviews on iTunes to let us know what you think of the episodes. And if you're new, go back and listen to all of the old ones. You can find us on Twitter at at FullMarksPod, or follow us individually at at CraigHardyRocks and at ChrisLight. You can email us at fullmarkspodcast or one word at gmail.com to send us your love, hate or opinions on the episodes. You can also visit www.wrestlingwithwords.com which is Chris's occasionally updated blog on his thoughts on the world of professional wrestling. And I think that's everything. Also, we better stop playing this song before we get sued. See you next time. <laughs>